In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. Just give us one hour, and we'll help you change the way you think about happiness. Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen is a fresh talk radio approach promoting happiness from the inside out. Happiness is a choice, and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. Each week, Lisa shines her light on well-being and global human flourishing by presenting a diverse and proactive collection of the greatest thinkers and doers who have devoted their lives to creating a better world in which to live. As a filmmaker, positive psychology coach, author, professor, and change agent specializing in the field of happiness, Lisa Cybers Kamen is widely recognized as an expert in the field. On the show, she also focuses on military families and service personnel returning with PTSD, traumatic brain injury, and other post-deployment civilian life reintegration issues. So, let's spend some time getting to the heart of the matter on Harvesting Happiness on toginet.com. And now, here's your host, Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio, where we explore the very serious business of happiness, sustainable well-being, and human flourishing. We are not talking about the annoying yellow smiley face. No, no, no. We are talking about something much deeper and critical to the success of humanity. Authentic happiness is not selfish, egotistical, or narcissistic. In fact, it is essential in order for humankind to thrive. Sustainable happiness is important because it not only elevates our own well-being locally, but also contributes to the collective flourishing of humanity. The achievement of a happy life is not only good for us, but constructively good for those around us. In short, happiness matters. Happiness comes from the heart, and this show is all about the heart. Before we bring on today's guest, I would love to invite you to join our conversation live by calling us at 877-864-4869. Again, that's 877-864-4869. Or log into our chat room at toginet.com. You can follow me, Lisa Kamen, on Twitter at Lisa Kamen and at HH Talk Radio or tweet at us at hashtag harvesting happiness. Let's get to today's subject, which is something near and dear to my heart and as juicy as the subject matter comes, and that is desire. Our guest today is Danielle Laporte. She is an outspoken creator of the Desire Map, author of the Fire Starter Sessions, and co-creator of your big, beautiful book plan. She is an inspirational speaker, former think tank exec and business strategist. She writes weekly at daniellelaporte.com where over a million visitors have gone for her straight-up advice offering white-hot truth. Her site has been deemed the, quote, best place online for kick-ass spirituality. Wow. And was named one of the top 100 websites for women by Forbes. Welcome, Danielle. Thank you for joining us. Hello, hello. Hello. Uh, Heart. I'm all about the heart. Let's do it. Oh, we are all about the heart. And, and today we are all about desire. And I love this subject because when we say the word desire, 
some of our brains go to one place and others' brains go to another. And let's talk about heart and desire and why they are so beautifully entangled. I think desire lives in the heart. I think um, I think the immediate impulse about what you're longing for and craving and wanting starts in the heart. And then what happens is um, one of two things will happen. It immediately, you know, we it then gets processed through our intellect, and we make a decision that that desire is okay, or that it's not okay, and. Uh, the okay or the not okay is what defines our life. Oh, I like that. You know, and the funny thing about desire is many of us stop short. You know, we get a hankering for something, a desire for something, and we stop short of actually doing what's required to make the desire a reality. And this is where you have so beautifully come in with your writings. And I am a huge personal fan of yours. I'm actually holding in my hand the fire starter sessions. Mm, right <laughs> um, so, so what's the, it, well, are we talking about the intersection of? Well, we're talking about the, 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 the actualizing desire. I mean, desire is a hankering. It's a yen. It's a want. Um, and then what happens with desire is where, is where the magic really occurs. What, what we make of that desire. Mm-hmm. I, there's a lot of layers there. So what I'm on the soapbox about these days is about getting clear in your core desired feelings. So we can speak about desire in this sort of general term where it's like all the things that you want in your life. And what I found to happen is that that sort of um, that generality of just wanting is actually often misguided because our our desire lists, our bucket lists, our to-do lists, our things we want to get list, usually is generated, it's, it's usually externally driven. So, you know, it's the house, it's the guy, it's the car, it's the hardwood floors, it's whatever it is, and there's no judgment about what you want. But what happens is, is we set these goals, we set our aims on, on the things that we desire, and we just hope that we will feel fulfilled or happy when we get them. And often we don't. We feel a great sense of emptiness when we get them, or there's a sense of it's never enough, and we keep going with the getting. And what I've learned to be true is that everything you're doing, and I mean everything you're doing, what you eat, who you talk to, what you buy, what you wear, the things you say, the people you work with, all those actions are being driven by the desire to feel a certain way. So like generally speaking, it's about feeling good. Um, and I think when you get more specific, that's, you know, there's, that's when the real power comes in. But my general perspective right now is that we have our, our, we have our relationship to ambition backwards and we need to turn it inside out. So it's heart driven, as you would say, um, as opposed to externally driven. Well, we say over here that happiness is an inside job, and really, um, desire is an extension of that happiness. And you talk about uh, uh, the the external parts, you know, whether it's the home, the hardwood floors, or the guy, or is it something much deeper, which is about really making meaning in life, which is um, separate and apart from the stuff. 
And that's something I know that you and I really both agree on, that it is that process of making meaning of life and how we make meaning of life is where that sustainable joy resides. Sustainable being the operative word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's about um, that sustainability, I think, comes from rooting into the desires that are really true to your soul that have been with you for a long time. So when I talk about getting clear on how you want to feel, I'm not talking so much about fleeting emotions and, you know, cause we can, you can feel a hundred different things a minute. I'm talking about the desires that have been there probably since you were a child. Um, they feel, you know, if you buy into the concept of destiny, they seem to have a sense of destiny to them. Um, and they're unwavering in a way. The, 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 the desired feeling, the craving for that state is uh, it's ceaseless in a way. It's, it's driving everything in your life. Mm. Very, very point very well taken about this, this, the ceaseless desire. And it's that desire to, to keep going even though the circumstances might not be perfect. Because I know for myself on the, my desire path or how, how I've chosen to live my life and how I glean the most meaning from it and out of it, that it's not always perfect. But yet that, that flame, that eternal flame of, of the emotions that I get when I am um, achieving what I'm setting out to do through that purpose is um, – really invaluable i mean there's no it's priceless mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that's that's the stuff of the heart that is the stuff of the heart and tell me how does a a, a, a business executive and a think tank uh professional and you know sort of goddess of the business world find her way to her heart or had you never left oh i leave all the time i still <laughs> um yeah, I'm really, I'm, 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 I'm clear about how the journey works now, which is you get on track and you get off track and you get back on and you stay on longer and you fall off again. Uh, so I, I, I step out of my heart all the time. And um, how did I get here? I got here by really experiencing like you know the pain of not showing up of not speaking my mind of of keeping my mouth shut and you know it's like Anais and Anais Nin says um you know the day came when it was more painful to stay a bud than it was to blossom or to bloom or something like that well you just make choices of am I in enough pain to speak up or to choose positivity or the pain affects your choices and then you end up when you make those conscious choices about pleasure and what you really want to do with your life every day, you work that pleasure, that pleasure capacity, that pleasure wisdom where you just make better choices on a daily basis and you stay in your heart longer and longer. Mm. I like how you say that you stay in your heart longer and longer and then it becomes uh, a more comfortable habit and you realize that one is not going to die by staying in their heart and dealing with the emotions which are sometimes just yucky. You know, I mean, there's no other word 
really the same. I mean, they're just uncomfortable. Um, We're going to go to a break in a minute, and I want to make sure we get our listeners to have your contact information. You can find more about Danielle Laporte at daniellelaporte.com, and that's D-A-N-I-E-L-L-E-L-A-P-O-R-T-E.com. On Twitter, she is also at Danielle Laporte. And the, the books that we are talking about are The Desire Map, the Firestarter Sessions, and your big, beautiful book plan. And we're going to stay on this topic of desire because it is so juicy and ripe for discussion of so many things and so many different facets of life and living. You're listening to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio with Lisa Cypress-Kamen and my guest today, Danielle Laporte. Here come the tunes. We'll be right back. In the beginning, I wanted to make a difference. We know that life is tough and that happiness can and does live along with adversity. We'll be right back to explain how on Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen on Toginet.com. Like us on Facebook at Harvesting Happiness and on Twitter at H Harvesting Happiness following this short break. Nothing gives happiness like a free gift. Lisa Cypress Kamen has made her first ebook. Got Happiness Now? Eight Keys to Unlocking a Joyful Life. Available at no cost to everyone. Unwrap your complimentary copy now by visiting www.harvestinghappinesstalkradio.com. Are you or do you know a returning U.S. military man or woman in need of restoring joy in their lives? Did you know that our nonprofit, Harvesting Happiness for Heroes, offers stigma-free combat trauma and post-deployment reintegration programming? Check us out at www.hh4heroes.org. That's HH, the number four, and heroes.org. Happiness is an inside job. Wear the message on t-shirts, baseball caps, sterling silver designer jewelry, and more. Please visit our online boutique at www.harvestinghappiness.com. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen on Toginet, the show dedicated to promoting happiness because happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. So let's get back to it. It's Harvesting Happiness on toginet.com. And now back to your host, Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Welcome back. If you're just joining us now, we are talking about desire with Danielle Laporte, who is the outspoken creator of the Desire Map, author of the Firestarter Sessions, and co-creator of your big, beautiful book plan. We're talking about desire, and prior to the break, we were talking about you know how how we dial into that desire and how we dial into it from a heart-centered place as opposed to a thing-focused one. And we're going to talk a little bit about how we get clear. And Danielle. You have uh, some very concrete ideas of how we can dial in and get clear. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the idea is to walk through every area of your life and sort of do a stream of consciousness about how you want to feel. And that's essentially what I've laid out in the desire map. So you look at, divide your life into four or five areas. One is... It's your stuff. It's the, the you know the upside of the of, of the material side of your life. It's your home. It's your clothing. It's 
your gear, it's your artwork, it's all of that. And then there's, <coughs> excuse me, there's rest and relaxation and wellness in your body. And then the other section is money and job and career and vocation. And then there's, of course, relationships, and that's romantic relationships and familial and community. And then at the center of all of that, there's you. And you can call that whatever you want, your essential self, your soul, your original self, your spirit, your heart. And if you sort of do a stream of consciousness about how you want to feel in every area of your life, you will start to see a pattern. The same feelings will come up again and again in all of those areas. And the idea is that you narrow that down to a handful of what I call your core desired feelings. And that every day or every week or every quarter, every year, the answer, you know, the question that you're answering is what can I do to generate those core desired feelings? And it's profoundly simple and it completely changes your relationship to goal setting. So it's not about first thinking, you know, setting your goal to be, I want to make my six figures or I want to make my first million. It's about getting clear. What am I going to do this year to feel, let's say, you know, confidence or vitality or energized or connected? Because the answers to confidence and vitality and energized and connected could be very different than, well, I better go make a million dollars this year. So that's, that's how you do it. And, and, um, and it, it really shifts, really shifts the way that you set goals if you end up setting them at all. And we both recommend the setting of them in some way. You know, if, if you don't dial in on where you want to be in life, life just happens. You know, and, and I don't think anybody listening um, wants to live an unrequited life. I mean, that's not what we go out into the world to do. We all, we will all want to have these desires on some, some level, whether it is in, uh, within our relationships, within our relationship to ourselves, the world, economic, um, career. We, we want these, uh, yearnings satisfied and, and the issue becomes how do we do this in a holistic, integrated and healthy way that breeds sustainability? I, yes, I think you need to know where you want to go, but I'm really, I'm really challenging that theory. Actually, I think it's about knowing how you want to feel. And I think the intentions and the goals come out of that. But I think we've, we've, you know, we, we, we live in this goal setting culture and what happens when you have do or die by goals is some of those goals are going to kill you. And what happens when we become just really attached to the goal at hand is it actually numbs out our intuition and we miss a lot of the signals that our body is giving us and circumstances and the universe and whatever, you know, however you want to call uh, a higher power. So I have sort of a paradoxical approach to this now, which is fierce but flexible. So mm -hmm. I to be fiercely devoted to what you want. I think the, the root of all of that is how you want to feel. And then you need to be very flexible about the form that that shows up in. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm really playing with the idea of living more of a goalless life. I, I'm, I, have, I like to frame my goals as intentions. 
Um, but I no longer have metrics for my business. I mean, yes, I'd love to, you know, I'd love to have a $2 million year this year, but that's not the goal anymore. And when I let go of the metrics and the measurables, it changes everything. My creativity is more fluid, which makes my team <laughs> much happier. Um, and I get to focus on what I think is most important, which is the way I feel in my life. It's a different kind of fulfillment. Well, it's a journey-based strategy or lack of, lack of strategy, you know, that it is that, that mindfulness and that presence that comes into play where you're doing life in the most joyful, positive way that you can. And then the byproduct is, is naturally positive as a result. Yes, yes, that's a good way of putting it. And um, I mean, that, that's, how, that's how I look at it, because if I were to um, define my life by the goals I made or did not succeed at attaining, I would find myself in that bowl with the whole state that, that, that we spoke about in the first segment, you know, constantly wanting and every time there was a win, it would actually be a loss because I'd be having to amp myself back up again to attain something more or bigger or beyond what I, what I just what, what I just had. So th- this, this mindful presence to life is um, the journey-driven way. And I, and I do like that very much. It's less mm-hmm. stressful. <laughs> way less stressful. Way yeah. less stressful. Much more joyful. And um, that is the emotion that most of us really live for, is that, that juicy, uh, ripe, whole, satisfying joy, not the annoying yellow smiley face. Not the annoying Alice. That's right. Um, let's talk a little bit about um, your bursts of obsession. Okay. Bursts of obsession. Obsession is how I learn. <laughs> um, <laughs> obsession for me is about immersion into creativity. Obsession is, an, I think it's another, another term for devotion, at least positive obsession. And it's how I like to work. It's how I like to work. So it's how I get to know people. I mean, I'm very intense, in, intensely inquisitive. Um, and it also helps me know when I'm going to quit something. Like if I'm interested in something, I just will throw myself into it as deeply as I can. And, I, and then the answer becomes very clear if I'm going to pursue it or, or drop something like a hot potato. So would you say that you like to become a connoisseur of your interests? I like to become a connoisseur of my interests. Um, Yes, I'm interested in mastery. So yes, I would say that makes sense, a connoisseur of my interests. Yeah, mastery for me is about focusing on what comes most naturally to me. Um, and my interests are a reflection of what comes most naturally to me. And that's where I, I'm really clear that being well-rounded is highly overrated. And I'm not interested in, in being capable at a lot of things. I'm interested in being incredible at just a few things. Hmm. It makes me think of this phrase, you know, that perfection is really highly overrated. You know, it's really not a, a worthy goal because it doesn't exist as well, you know. That the perfection yeah. is in that imperfection. Yeah, perfection is in the imperfection. I, cert- I mean, I, there, I don't. There's not an artist that c- couldn't agree with that statement. You have to, you have to become comfortable with the imperfections. 
you went to India and had a private meeting with the Dalai Lama. Tell us about that experience. It was, uh, I wouldn't say life-changing. I think that's an overused phrase, but it was certainly life-enhancing. And he was much different than I was expecting him to be. I thought he would be much more genteel. And he's very strong and robust and at the same time very modest. And I was really touched by his, his presence. It wasn't, wasn't so much about theory, although he had you know, some incredible things to say. But I would say it was, it was one of the experiences I've had in my life where I really felt seen and felt loved at the same time. And everybody, I went with a, it was just myself and a few friends. There were six of us who right, were able to meet with him privately. And everybody in their own words had, had the same experience of that being seen and being fully accepted at that same time. It was, it was very profound. And I think that's a universal desire, you know, to be, to be seen and to be appreciated. And when we start um, behaving that, that way towards ourself, it's really a good start. You know, we don't often offer ourselves that compassion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, self-compassion is, ironically, one of the most difficult things for Westerners. And I've heard that the Dalai Lama is extremely funny. This is, I've been told he has an amazing sense of humor. and uh, He laughs the whole time. He laughs. And, you know, before he answers any question, didn't matter what it was, he just, he kind of giggles and says, oh, I don't know. I don't know. And then he goes on to answer it in, in his profound way. But he yeah, has very, um, very light. Hmm. Let's talk a little bit about the young Danielle Laporte. You know, the best part of high school growing up for you. What was that? The best part of high school? Oh, my God. Best part of high school. Was there a best part of high school? (laughs) (laughs) I remember distinctly, I was walking down the hallway of the high school and, you know, they, some of the kids had done this mural that said high school dot, 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 the best time of your life. And I thought, if this is the best time of my life, (laughs) you, I'm out this, you've got to be kidding me. Uh, The best time of high school. Um, I had a teacher, Mrs. Mulvey, my English teacher, who left a very deep impression on me. And I would say uh, it was during one of the worst times, probably of my life. I just left home. I left home very young. And she taught me about passion over precision. So it was a high school graduation ceremony. It was like this dinner ceremony we had event to give out scholastic awards and I was in a class for an advanced English class so you know just kind of sort of give you a spectrum you know I we're going to need to go to a break Daniel I'm sorry to interrupt you I am so sorry we're going to come back just hold that thought about high school dot 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 you're listening to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. To learn more about Danielle Laporte, please visit her at daniellelaporte.com. And on Twitter, she is at Danielle Laporte. And that's D-A-N-I-E-L-L-E-L. From the beginning, I wanted to make a difference. I want- 
wanted to fight. We know that life is tough and that happiness can and does live along with adversity. We'll be right back to explain how on Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen on toginet.com. Like us on Facebook at Harvesting Happiness and on Twitter at HH Talk Radio. Lisa returns with more of Harvesting Happiness following this short break. Like what you hear on Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio? Subscribe to us on iTunes and get your weekly dose of joy downloaded free and easily to your computer or portable device. That's Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio on iTunes. likes to win, enter our weekly contests at Harvesting Happiness on Facebook, where we give away our guests' books, music, film, and products each week. In addition, we also do great Harvesting Happiness giveaways, like free coaching sessions with Lisa Cypress-Kamen, Lisa's Books, Happiness First Aid Kits, H-Factor Where Is Your Heart documentary film, Happiness is an inside job products, including the Sterling Silver Infinity Bracelet that benefit Harvesting Happiness for Heroes, a nonprofit whose mission is to assist our returning military personnel and their loved ones challenged by combat trauma and other post-deployment reintegration issues. Join us at Harvesting Happiness on Facebook. gives happiness like a free gift. Lisa Cypress came and has made her first ebook, Got Happiness Now? Eight Keys to Unlocking a Joyful Life. Available at no cost to everyone. Unwrap your complimentary copy now by visiting www.harvestinghappinesstalkradio.com. to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen on Toginet, the show dedicated to promoting happiness because happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. So let's get back to it. It's Harvesting Happiness on Toginet.com. And now back to your host, Lisa Cypress Kamen. Welcome back. If you're just joining us now, I'm here today with Danielle Laporte, who is the outspoken creator of the Desire Map, the Firestarter Sessions, and co-creator of your big, beautiful book plan. And we are talking about high school. We are reminiscing about the the good, the bad, and the ugly about high school. And we ended the last segment with high school is dot, dot, dot. And Danielle was sharing that it was not the happiest time for her as as for many of us danielle what what was it you said that you went out on your own very young and did you have something in your heart and mind was the fire starting then that you wanted to pursue uh i have a problem with authority (laughs) so so yes fire started young and it's and it's continued to um, to to grow and to become uh, heat driven embers because this woman is really unstoppable. Um, you, you talk about To Kill a Mockingbird and and what kind of place that has in your in your heart and in your mind. Well, this goes back to the English teacher um, that had an effect on me in high school. I just. It was the first story that I loved, and it's a story, To Kill a Mockingbird is a story about integrity. And um, 
you know, I thought I, I want to, I want to have the character of, of Atticus Finch and I would love to raise a man, you know, raise my child. I have a son to, to have that kind of integrity. And, you know, let, let's touch upon parenthood for a minute because I, too, have – I have two children. I have a son and a daughter, a 13-and-a-half-year-old and a 15-and-a-half-year-old. It's hard to believe I've got two teens. But this concept of raising these consciously aware kids is something that does not come with an owner's manual, right? I mean, we, 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 we stumble upon it for ourselves. And the way that we help our children step onto this path you know, with their own integrity, is quite interesting. And I would love to hear your observations on that. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a practice for me with my kid to be regularly asking him how he feels. And, uh, and that's, you know, I'm also using him as a guinea pig right now to see how de- desire mapping can work with children because there's, there's a lot of interest in that. But also I've been very... Um, diligent <laughs> about disagreeing with some societal stuff, um, you know, like, and, and being very vocal with him about that. So, you know, the first day he came home from preschool and said that, the you know, the, the conversation that day or the instruction was about not talking to strangers. I let him know that I thought that that was crap and that we do talk to strangers. We say hello and we're kind and we're polite and we're open and that I trusted that he would know he would know in his body and in his heart when it was not okay to talk to a stranger. But I, I thought that was an adage that just sets you up for fear and for closeness. And there's still some stuff he comes home from, from school. And I just say, it's wrong. It's wrong. I don't, I don't feel like I'm doing him any favors by agreeing with the teacher or, um, you know, not sure, or, you know, trying to, um, trying to smooth out different perspectives. I have really strong perspectives on things and, and, and I make sure he knows about that. And I also, I have a kind of kid whom I can let him do pretty much anything he wants to do. So he knows that, um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stability and there's a lot of there's a lot of ritual in our house. There's there's a lot of regularity, and I have always trusted, and I, I think I, I feel this way about all children, not just my kid, that they really do know what's best for them until they get trained out of it. He knows when he's tired. Now he has a bedtime, but I don't force him to eat stuff. You know, we tried six weeks. I took him to soccer, and the kid never wanted to get on the field. Great, we're done with soccer. I'm not going to force <laughs> him to become an athlete, you know. And as soon as he shows interest in something, I run with it. I just look for the little signs of like little signs that he loves something, and I go in that direction instead of trying to make him a well-rounded kid. I'm I I just think that's I think it's soul killing. The, the the bursts of obsession, you know, that you take it to heart and you you. Um... Uh, allow your son the space to develop his own interests in self-mastery. I want to touch upon fear, the fear of talking to strangers as it relates to children and as it relates to adults, because um, this is something that I am in complete agreement with you. In fact, I have gone out of my way to um, 
have my children converse with people that others might say might be unsafe or scary and that being like homeless people you know we live in a large city and i want my kids to know that those people are someone's baby that 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 they uh uh, in many cases, there are issues, or in some cases, they're there by choice, but they're not to be feared. And mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and you you, uh, in, you help cultivate intuition when you allow space for this. Yes, yes, I agree. You help um, you help children use their senses and their instincts for sure. And I think you know it's that simple practice of saying you know that was somebody's child uh, rounds it out for them. I I too we have a um, I live in Vancouver, and we have a really severe, severely uh, rough drug district that sometimes we drive through, and I say, you know, sometimes my boy will say, it's a little bit scary down here. I say, yeah, and you know what? You know that lady on the corner? She's with somebody's daughter once. Yeah. Probably still is, and there's a story behind that. And then I go into a rant about drugs. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) How he should just, you know, just never, never get into it. Stay away from all chemical shit. I mean, we just, I really, he's only nine and we're already having that drug conversation. I really want to, this is where I do positively want to brainwash my child. Well, I I think it's important. We have, I have an older stepchild that was uh, drug addicted for many years and the best drug aversion therapy programming I know is to expose your children to the downside of drugs rather than shelter them and, and keep these people out of their orbit. No, no, no. They need to see what drugs do and how becoming disconnected from your soul, which is what drugs do. They actually disconnect you from that sixth sense and that spirituality, how it affects your life, how it can really destroy your life and your relationships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Let's talk about, you have something that you um, have written that I absolutely love, which is about apologizing correctly. And I am so curious about this, that what it means and how one mans up or woman's up to apologize correctly. Um, I think as soon as you know you've done wrong, you tell the truth and you tell it quickly. Um, I think you apologize without trying to take the weight of somebody's suffering on. Like sometimes apologies can turn into um, like a bit of martyrdom. I think you, you just want to you wanna stand in your apology, um, but not, you don't want to drag out the suffering. And if you can tie the apology up with the sentiment, I mean, only if this is true, but with the, the sentiment that you'll do whatever it takes to, for that to never happen again. And that is really, that only happens when you're really clear that you've done wrong. Like you really are, are conscious of what's happening. So, um, yeah, I love that. That's the spirit of profuse apologies. Um, but only when things are like in your control, right? Like, um, I just, my, my caveat always with apologizing is has to be heartfelt, can never be lip service, and steer clear of martyrdom. <laughs> well, you know, the, uh, and, and the other thing about apologies is 
where where was the intention behind the transgression or the error? You know, most of the time when we do things that is upsetting to another person, it's not because we are intending to um, to to do something wrong or bad. Either what we say comes out wrong or it was misinterpreted. And so all we can really be accountable for, and you touched upon this, is what our behavior, what the effect of our behavior is or was. You know, because the intention most of the time is is really okay. People don't actually go out of their way most of the time to upset another. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There are shit stirrers on the planet. Yes, that's true. But not the majority of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. So it is that delicate balance of, of taking responsibility, which goes back to the self-mastery we talked about in one of the earlier segments that is um, tied to the integrity, which ties to the, the apology, which ties to being on point and on purpose with ourselves for wherever that point and purpose is in, in time, which is changeable, as we know. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, integrity ties it all together. That is the... Integrity is the thrust of consciousness. It is, and it is the basis, uh, in my estimation, for creating this this present lifetime of meaning. You know, are you walking your talk? Am I, am I walking my talk? Am I am I practicing um, those ideals which I really hold in high esteem? Am I teaching that to my children? Am I living that example to the people around me? And that is part of the, the life of meaning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, things really come full circle when it becomes about service, right? So... Yeah, it's a conversation I have with with the entrepreneurs that I've worked with. Is like, you know, where is service being worked into your vision? Uh, Personally, I think it needs to be uh, one of the the visions. You know, we all need to have our basic needs met. You know, the roof over our head, clothing on our body, food in our bellies, and medical care, and beyond that. You know, what we aspire to do and how we just aspire to show up in the world and give is the, the ticket to sort of that, um, that, that fulfilling, juicy, desired life that's really whole. And, mm-hmm. and meaningful. We're going to go to a break, and I would love to stay on this with you when we return. To learn more about Danielle Laporte, please visit daniellelaporte.com. And on Twitter, she is at Danielle Laporte. You're listening to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio with Lisa Cypress Kamen. And we are talking about desire today, but we're not talking about the desire of I want. We're talking about the desire of really wholeness, that big juicy life that makes us shine from the inside out and where sustainable joy and happiness and abundance reside. Here come the tunes. Beginning, I wanted to make a difference. I wanted to fight. We know that life is tough and that happiness can and does live along with adversity. We'll be right back to explain how on Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen on Toginet.com. Like us on Facebook at Harvesting Happiness and on Twitter at HH Talk Radio. 
Lisa returns with more of Harvesting Happiness following this short break. According to the American Academy of Family Physicians, up to 20% of Americans experience some form of the winter blues because of variables like weather conditions, post-holiday debt, and lower motivational levels. In addition to these seasonal factors, everyday annoyances like traffic or phone issues may make the difference between a cheerful day and a challenging one. Leading happiness expert Lisa Cypress-Kamen knows just what to do when it comes to achieving happiness, even in the face of common daily frustrations. Start each morning with a routine that makes you feel organized, prepared, and ready to take on the day. For example, enjoying a daily glass of cold, refreshing 100% Florida orange juice could be just what you need to begin your day on an upbeat note. For a quick and easy mood boost, Lisa recommends going for a walk outside, listening to your favorite inspirational song, or simply taking five deep breaths to bring you back to the moment with a rejuvenated outlook. For more happiness tips and helpful resources, visit Facebook.com slash Florida Orange Juice. A part of the grateful good. Grateful Nation brings together patients, families, friends, and staff of Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center to support the quality care and groundbreaking research at the medical center. Through new and traditional media, members of Grateful Nation share experiences, thank our caregivers and researchers, participate in sweepstakes, and gather to sponsor and host events and much more. Being grateful inspires others to be grateful as well. Isn't it time we jumpstart some perpetual gratitude? Visit Grateful Nation online to find out more at www.gratefulnation.org. Have a grateful day. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen on Toginet, the show dedicated to promoting happiness because happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. So let's get back to it. It's Harvesting Happiness on Toginet.com. And now back to your host, Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Welcome back. If you're just joining us now, we are talking with Danielle Laporte today about desire. Desire uh, for a life of meaning, desire to live through creative bursts of obsession, and to really sort of stand true and in our power of who we are and, and how we want to live our lives, you know, authentically and joyfully. And we're talking prior to the break, we sort of segued into this concept of service, that if service, of being of use and service and honor to others is not part of our equation in life, we're going we're gonna to come up short in, in, in the joy arena. And personally, I think this is the number one spot where I, I find my joy next to my kids, is being of use to others. Danielle, do we have you? I'm oh, here. You. Oh, she's yes, here. Great. About service, yes. So let, let, let's talk a little bit about um, how we find that place of service. You know, we're on our journey. We, we, we know what we like to do. We know what we don't like to do. And how, uh, as, as you said, how the entrepreneurs that you work with, how you help them find their way to this concept of, of service within their work-life equations. Well, I, there's a couple layers to this. One is really operating from that place of natural talent. So, you know, what comes most naturally to you is is probably your strongest form of, of currency. That's really, your natural skills are where the gold is. Um, secondly, we come through how we're going to serve through our own suffering. 
So, you know, there's a beautiful Buddhist sentiment that says, may my suffering be useful to others. And that's usually, that's like what I would call the rock bottom prayer. You know, when you're really in the dark and you can't think of any way that that suffering might turn into a gift for your own life, at least you can wish that it might be somewhat moderately useful sometime down the road for somebody else. Um, And thirdly, I think, you know, when you want to exercise your generosity muscle, when you really do put giving and service at, you know, at at the forefront of your intentions next to money and next to your, your own personal fulfillment, it will, it sweetens things for you. You will hit that place where you can never do it another way. I mean, I can't imagine launching anything and not having some kind of um, charitable component to it anymore. I can't, I can't imagine just wanting to make money just for my company and not wanting to, you know, elevate consciousness or make sure that the people I work with are well taken care of and are feeling fulfilled in some way. So once you get the generosity bug, uh, you will be love infected for, for all time. Well, the generosity bug um, can be bitten only when we get out of scarcity mentality and when we get out of the fear. Well, well, or it helps you get out of the fear. So <laughs> yeah, sometimes, you know, good practices when you're feeling broke and like you don't have a lot to give, uh, that's the time when you really should give. Let's talk about um, the process. And this is something that you do at daniellelaporte.com. And I want to get into the amazing things that people can find there. But this process of, you know, creating a tribe that we're, you know, we're talking about finding this, creating this amazing life and this amazing process. And it, it, it cannot be done alone. Sometimes we are alone on the path as part of the process. But the tribe, you know, our people um, and who we surround ourselves with and those choices are essential to um, the success of the mission, whatever that mission ends up being. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think, I, you know, I, I had a friend who's a, a creative, chief creative officer for a big gaming company said, you need to surround yourself with yes people. And by that, he didn't mean, you know, the classic phrase of yes men where people are kowtowing to you. He means people who are going to say yes to your, your unreasonable expectations, yes to your crazy goals, yes to the wild dream. And those people will really help you define your course. And, you know, it's like a basic, my, one of my basic tenets of friendship is I want to feel more like myself when I'm done being with somebody. Um, I don't want to feel like, I, I want to be able to say all that, I want to say all that I want to laugh about. Uh, I want to feel like I have range with people. And that's, uh, that's like essential nourishment, whether you're an entrepreneur or a seeker or a parent or whatever it is you're up to. You need, you need that level of yes. That's beautifully said. At your website, on your website, Talk a little bit about what we can find there. I mean, I know the amazing things that are there, the tools, the resources, the encouragement, the um, um, exquisite quotes. Uh, But there's a lot. There's a lot of meat there, and I would love for our listeners to be able to understand what you're offering. Well, I write about self-realization. 
And sometimes that can mean uh, something on forgiveness. Sometimes it can mean something about making money. And I have the Desire Map program. And there's the Firestarter Sessions book. And I also have something I co-created called Your Big Beautiful Book Plan, which is uh, 100% focused on turning your creativity into a book and then the various routes you can take with that to get an agent and get a book deal. And it's a beautiful space. I also have the Daily daily Truth Bombs, which are just sort of one-line zingers that, that go out six days a week. And I'm everywhere. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Pinterest. Pinterest is my new social media obsession. So, <laughs> so lots about everything from, uh, you know, love to love to redefining what success means. And I think this is the beauty of uh, your many, many gifts is that redefinition of what success means that we can have we can have it all. It's about sort of reinterpreting and redefining what having it all means in a, in, in, in a different way. It's so, you know, it, it, it happens inversely, I think, as you touched upon in the first segment. You know, it's, it, we have to redefine or switch the order of ambition. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, turn it inside out. Feelings <laughs> first. It all goes back to preferred states of feeling, and that is the driving intention. And it's a beautiful one indeed. I want to um, read something. Uh, that, I want to read two things. The first is from a mutual friend of ours, Eric Handler, who is the founder of Positively Positive. We both uh, uh, contribute to this website, which has incredible incredible information that is posted there each and every day from people all over the world. And, he's, and he writes, I've lived in overdrive for years. I was a tenacious goal-getter. And I drove myself hard to reach those goals, no matter what they were, until I hit a wall and thought, there's got to be another way. The desire map is that other way. And that's what he writes about you and the desire map, which is beautiful. And um, I hope our listeners will check you out at daniellelaporte.com and on Twitter at Danielle Laporte and on Facebook. Is it Danielle Laporte as well? Yes. And Pinterest as well? Yep. All right. It's you, 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 and you at at all at all social media. And the other thing I wanted to read, and I've actually read this before on the air, um, is the final poem that you wrote in the Firestarter sessions about now. And with your permission, I'd love to read it because it really is about what we were speaking of this, this entire hour. Now works. You are here for a reason. And that reason is yours to define. Make it something amazing and really full of love and things that feel hot. Be unreasonable. Be scared if you need to be. Just keep moving. Feeling, asking, don't take any shit. And for the love of God, please don't settle. Just keep choosing. Make lots and lots and lots of choices. You are writing the movie script of your life. Desire, lights, actions, some tears. You're a hero on an adventure. This is it. This is the adventure. Creativity, change, livelihood, art, people, leadership, legacy. Score, money, gain, failure, pride, industry, simple, love. Love. Oh, love. It's all about love in the end and in the beginning. So start now, today, here. Let it be simple, easy, 
electric. Be surprised, be new, be true, be you now. And that was written by Danielle Laporte. And it is really quite a beautiful piece. And I thank you for being with me in this hour, Danielle. It's been a real treat and honor. And to learn more about Danielle Laporte, please visit her at daniellelaporte.com. On Twitter, like we said before, it's Danielle Laporte. The same on Facebook and on Pinterest. And before we close, we have a few parting thoughts, but I wanted to just thank you for helping us fly through another hour of purpose-driven media designed to inspire and delight you, our listeners, to create more joy in your lives and within your communities. Happiness is not a destination. It cannot be bought, sold, or traded. Happiness will never invite you to the party. Happiness simply comes down to a choice to show up each and every day in the world with passion, purpose, place, and meaning. Thanks for joining us on Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. This is Lisa Cypress-Kamen and Danielle Laporte wishing you kind thoughts, kinder words, and the kindest of actions. Until next time, remember, happiness is an inside job. Happiness is your inside job. And I want to thank our producers at toginet.com, Casey and J-Dog Barker and Eric Anderson and Kelly St. Clair, who make us on the radio look fabulous each and every week as we share our joy with the world. Next week, we're having a military-focused show where we are talking about issues surrounding our returning servicemen and women who are challenged by issues of post-traumatic stress disorder, military sexual trauma and assault, and other issues that, that, that they are confronting to transition from active duty to civilian life. And this really is a problem that needs attention. We need to raise awareness of our communities to help these men and women transition successfully, peacefully, and happily. And that is a mission that we that we do follow at Harvesting Happiness for Heroes. And I also wanted to add one thing that we didn't touch upon in the show, and that is that um, Danielle Laporte is a supporter and friend of Marie Forleo, who has the B-School that is starting today, and I am going to be taking B-School, and I'll give you an update on that as the weeks pass. I'm going to synthesize, and we'll see you next week. Don't come easy Nobody got no time anyway Somehow Thanks for joining us on Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio with Lisa Cypress Kamen. Join us every Wednesday morning live at 10 to 11 Central Time here on TogiNet Radio. Then harvest your own happiness anytime from the comfort of wherever you are with free downloadable...